0: Welcome to Comic Book Keepers, where we talk about comic book characters, their history, and their impact on our lives. I'm Chris. And I'm Lance. And today we're talking about our top five live action comic book TV shows. So these are shows that have been adapted or inspired by comic books in some form. And this was a really hard list to put together, Lance. I don't know about you, but I was like, oh, no, wait, I'm changing my list. I had to change it a couple of times.
1: There's so many shows. Like, there's a lot. There's and a lot. we had to specify live action because if we included animated, this, this would have been a whole other. We would. Well,
0: there's that's a, no that's another
1: episode. <laughs> exactly. We would have had to do of like a top 15 list if we did that. But yeah, saving that for another day today, specifically just those live action shows. Mm-hmm. And there's so many good ones. Well, and
0: there's a couple of caveats that I want to throw out. Um, I and I think you are we're not including things that we haven't watched fully or like barely or at all um things like legion I, I i've I watched maybe a couple of minutes of it, but I haven't gotten into it. I heard it's really good um I watched the first episode of Watchmen and I just never got back into it just for one reason or another. you can't really watch it around the kids and you know just the timing of things so there's things like that and there's also things that might have been inspired by comics like lucifer was inspired by sandman but i am not including that because it's such a tangent off of off of the original source material or something like misfits which i love and it's a superhero theme show but it's not inspired by a comic book so these are comic books specifically inspired and and there's definitely a seeable inspiration for like storylines or characters, things like that. A correlation, if you will. A correlation, That that's a great word. Um, so I think we're going to start with honorable mentions first, and then we'll go into our top five picks. Does that sound good? Sounds good to me. Uh, I'll start with honorable mentions, and I'll just give a brief little thing for each one of these. So Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is my first honorable mention. This was, I think, because it was the first Marvel Universe tie-in, it was, it was kind of neat to see a sneak peek of kind of how they were going to make this work. And even though it didn't sort of officially unofficially, I'm not really sure. Does, is it Canon who knows like (laughs) agent Coulson's in it and he came back from the dead, but then they kind of have characters that tied in. I still think it's, it counts. And I think they did some really cool stuff in it. You know, Ghost Rider was in it and um, you know, quake eventually is sort of becomes a really cool character. You get to see a, a slow progression. So there was some really cool stuff there. The original Linda Carter Wonder Woman uh, made my honorable mention list because I think people forget how kind of groundbreaking it was for for a a show back in the 70s for something for that kind of character. And even though it was like very campy and different, um, I, I think it definitely was important for a lot of people and kind of struck a chord for definitely like female superheroes. I included Tales from the Crypt, which is based on a comic book, uh, a horror comic. It's uh, if you've never seen Tales from the Crypt, it was on HBO in the '80s, and '90s, and and uh, it has a lot of you know stars that would come on and and do like these horror stories and stuff. But a lot of them are inspired by these these uh, comic stories that were like you know shock horror and things like that. And I, I thought that was kind of cool. A lot of people forget that was actually inspired by a comic, like an old comic. She Hulk, Loki, a lot of the MCU. Uh, Shows I have his honorable mentions. Those two in particular I've talked about because She-Hulk was a great, funny comedy MCU show, which I thought was really faithfully adapted from the comics. And Loki I thought was great just because it was so different, so so out there and took a lot of weird turns and things like that. I also included Agent Carter, um, another one that was kind of in the same vein of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I think Agent Carter did a really great job just establishing a character that maybe not as many people knew a lot about, and it kind of did some cool things with it. Um, uh, Howard Stark and things like that. So that, that's my big list of honorable mentions that just didn't quite make the list for one reason
1: or another, but um, they came very close. How about you? Uh, so on mine, I it might show up on someone's list here, but WandaVision <laughs> uh, is on my honorable mentions. I absolutely love the show. It did a great job of developing those characters and really hit some emotional... Tones. I am obsessed with the first season of Jessica Jones. Mm. I think it was brilliantly done. Yeah. Uh, Kristen Ritter does a phenomenal job with Jessica. And we also get the introduction of Luke, Luke Cage there, as well as having David Tennant play a villain and having him come off of being such a great character in Doctor Who as the Doctor. Yeah. And then seeing this total shift in tone as Kilgrave. Unbelievable. One of the best villains. Yeah. M- the MCU has had in Kilgrave. If, if there was
0: a way for him to come back it's some way, like, yes, like, absolutely. If we ever talk about Jessica Jones in the future, I'll go into why
1: I love that show, but there's also things that really bug me about it. So that's why I didn't make the list for me. Uh, and then the uh, another runner-up is going to be kind of along that that same vein of of Wonder Woman is going to be the vintage Incredible mm. Hulk show with Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. I grew up watching episodes of that with my dad, so it it's yeah. kind of has good memories with that. Friday and, nights I mean, on CBS. He threw a bear, Chris. <laughs> yeah, a bear. Amazing. The, the original slow mo, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, and then like Arrowverse shows the, the oh, first shit. couple seasons of Flash and Arrow. I really enjoyed. I, I think they did a great job. And then it has turned into a mess later on. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then even Supergirl. The fir- I enjoyed the first season of Supergirl.
0: They start out uh, pretty
1: strong. I mean, they, they start out they with do. a lot of good guidance. And I think it, it's it, it's just kind of hard to keep them on the rails, you know? Right. And then And then my ultimate runner up is Smallville. I love Smallville. <laughs> uh, even going back watching it now, I still have so much fun watching those episodes. Yeah. And well, I, I, Tom Welling is such a phenomenal Clark he's, Kent. He's great. And one thing I will say about the later seasons of Arrowverse is that when we, they did that Crisis on Infinite Crossovers event, um, I don't remember which one it was, but they had Tom Welling come back yeah. playing Clark and it was so good, it's yeah. so good. And he's still freaking built like a house. He's yeah, huge. Yeah, he's big. He, he shows up in Lucifer too, but not as Clark.
0: Oh right, right. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Tom Welling's great. Uh, uh, Michael awesome.
0: Rosenbaum is is like one of my top Lex Luthers. I mean, he's oh for sure. He was amazing. <laughs> like he was so good in that show. Yeah. Um, he's and easily I, my favorite. Lex he Luther. could e- he could easily come back and just be. Lex, you know, grown up Lex. I mean, like, mm-hmm. he's amazing. um Yeah, that I mean, was a good I mean, show. The, the
1: D.C.U. Uh, is reshaping. We could see true. Michael Rosenbaum <laughs> be Lex Luther. That is
0: true. <laughs> I I didn't put Smallville on my show because uh, for me, <laughs> what frustrated me so much is just how long it took Clark to embrace. I was like, well, I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, Admit to anybody like, I'm not going to put on a cape, you know, (laughs) just this long tease. But I get it. I get it. It's 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 the same thing they did on Gotham, right? It's like, hey, this guy's really into bats, but we're not going to admit anything yet because this show was about Commissioner Gordon. Gotham is a wacky show. Um, Okay, so that being said, those are honorable mentions. And um, do you want me to go first for number five? Yep. Do it. All right, my number five staying on the vintage train is Batman 66. This is the Adam West. Batman. Yeah, exactly. This this show is probably the first superhero show, like definitely the first superhero live action show that I ever watched. I think it was on reruns on Nick at Night, maybe. Was it on TV Land? MTV, yeah, TV Land. I just remember watching it. Uh, late at night, you know, as a kid in the '80s, and just being like, "What is this? this? Is amazing." And 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 they played it a lot before the Michael Keaton movie came out. Like they were playing it in the afternoon a lot, as like, "Hey, check out this. This is hype for the Batman movie." Which is funny because it's so different. But but they were playing like marathons and marathons of these episodes, and and it was just as campy as it is. I think it's such it's ingrained in our pop culture so much like bam, pow, biff, you know, and, and like, holy, <laughs> holy rusted metal. I and mean, like all, all the, all of the the little zingers and funny things and the amazing campy actors and, and just like the shark repellent, shark repellent, the, a, a bat gadget for everything. I mean, like it, it just inspired and, and kind of said like, Hey, this is the funny kind of cool things that you could do. Um, but it definitely made a lot of people aware of villains and characters and stuff that I think, I mean, I, dare I say, paved the way for a lot of uh, future superhero shows to come. So um, that, that holds a special place in my heart. You know, it, the, you could argue about the lack of quality or the <laughs> lack of seriousness or whatever and how silly it is, but I mean, cliffhanger every other week. I mean, the,
1: the, you can't go wrong with that. That's, it was, that's amazing. No, it's a fun choice. I like it. My number five is going to be The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. specifically the first six seasons yeah. of The Walking Dead. Uh, I think that if the the series had kept the same, like consistent, like tone and uh, like thorough writing and story development, that yeah. it, it would easily be much higher on my list. Uh, but starting with season seven, things kind of dropped off for me. And I I tried to give it a shot, like to keep going with the show after investing six seasons worth of time and do it, but I just couldn't do it anymore. Uh, But phenomenal actors. We had so many characters have great moments. The thing I enjoyed about the show was that it diverted from the comic. So those big moments of who dies or who survives, what happened to them, it, it left you excited because you didn't know what was going to happen, even if you had read the comic? Yeah. Now I know there's some people that would have wanted it to be a direct adaptation, but the reality is is that almost everyone's favorite character is Daryl, and he's not even in the comic. So <laughs> it kind of it doesn't it doesn't stay true to the comic. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed the first six seasons, like I said, and uh, so good. It starts so strong, unbelievably good. This was one of those things it was a, it was like a movement. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't of, Hey, did you watch the walking dead this week? It was how many times did you watch the walking dead or with how many people in a single room? Did you watch oh, the show? Yeah. No, absolutely. Because It was it was an event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, my, my wife
0: did the uh, walking dead experience at comic con where they changed the Petco park baseball stadium into this whole like interactive walking dead thing. And they did that a couple of years in a row And it was like, we watched walking dead and talking dead and, and we recorded it back when we had the DVR and everything. It's, it was a thing and people would talk about it and oh did you see? And we talk about the characters and, and we got really into the comics, uh, before the show. Um, and it was one of the comics that one of the rare comics that my wife would actually read, which, um, which I was like, really? But, but she just, she read them faster than I did. It was, it was, uh, it's kind of like a cool thing that we would talk about, you know, afterwards. But yeah, I think I, well, I'll talk about it later. Maybe, uh, um, I, I think it was a great, I think it's a good choice. And I agree with you on the first six seasons because season seven, for those that maybe don't remember, and it's not necessarily a spoiler, but it's, it's the, it's the one where Negan has just come in at the end of season six, beginning of season seven, Negan, uh, uh, Destroys some people in the cast that are very much fan favorites, and and uh, just kind of kind of starts going crazy and downhill from there. Um, It's it's a pretty dark and kind of yeah wallows in its own mess. So, but but yeah, it was it is a super strong start and um, should definitely be celebrated for what it was um, in the beginning. So we're moving on to number four. My number four is going to be the boys, which we've uh, we've talked about the boys here and there, different different things before. And this this one definitely surprised me because I hadn't read the comic, and this was one of the ones where uh, I watched the show, thinking like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll definitely watch this because I hear good things about it. And I think what makes it fun is it's um, non superhero characters trying to take out superheroes that are supposedly heroes but they are really bad disgusting debaucherous people with a few exceptions or just everybody's got problems you know it just kind of goes back to everybody's got problems it and and it's and it makes no apologies for how gross and disgusting they can be and and it kind of just opens that up in a way it's similar to um the brian michael bendis comic powers, but it just gets really grosser, you know, because that, that one was very like real world kind of scandalous superheroes, too. But it just goes it just goes there. It goes way worse. So it's definitely one of those things I think people are like, oh, that's cool. And even though they might not have ever read or will ever read the comic book, it's uh, it's definitely like part of the, it's it's hard to ignore how how good it
1: is because of how bad it is. I love the boys and that's all i'm gonna say right now Mm -hmm. because i want to talk about it fair enough (laughs) Uh, my number four is doom patrol it is an absolute gem of a comic book show that not enough people are watching
0: yeah and this is hbo max
1: yeah so it's on hbo max it is going into its fourth season now and it is one of the weirdest wackiest zaniest strangest things you will ever see but it stays so true to the weirdness of what doom patrol is these characters that have these very strange unique Mm -hmm. power sets that have a lot of personality um like brilliant performances you have uh brendan fraser who is playing robot man and he absolutely crushes it. He's so funny. I feel bad um, for not knowing the actress's name, but she was she was previously on uh, Orange is the New Black, and then she stopped that show to come over and play one of the main characters in the show where she has multiple personalities, and each personality has oh, a, yeah. a different power set. Uh, Diane Guerrero. She crushes it. She is an unbelievable talent. She needs to be in a lot more things because she is just able to slip in between characters. Like it's nothing, Hmm. but the the show has so much heart and it's so weird. Like Alan Tudyk plays the villain of the first season. So, you know, it's going to be hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just strange in the best way. And everyone needs to watch it. There's ghosts that have sex in the mansion that they live in. (laughs) There's so much weird stuff going on. But if you have not watched Doom Patrol and you like weird comics, you will love this series.
0: Yeah, I, I will admit it's one of the ones I haven't. I only watched a couple of episodes of the first season and I, I liked it. It's I, it's just, you know, one of those I, I need to kind of keep go back to and keep watching. But it was definitely a lot of fun. It's quirky and weird and unapologetic. So it's uh, definitely a, a recommendation. Um, the the comic, by the way, is, you know, th- this is something that from D.C. that uh, people like Grant Morrison has has worked on. Um uh, Rachel Pollack, uh, John Arcudi. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of really good writers and artists have done this because they like the idea of kind of taking on this kind of reject, you know, group of of heroes um, because there's no pressure it you can kind of do more crazy stuff with with characters like that, I think.
1: It's so strange. And yeah. it, to make a point even more of how much I love the show, I knew nothing about Doom Patrol before I started watching the show. And it made me fall in love with these characters so much that I bought the first appearance. Nice. Which was not cheap, but (laughs) uh, I got it. Uh, It's very low grade, but it's like a book from like 1963. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it might be the oldest book in my collection now, but unbelievably cool. And it has like four first appearances in it, too. So it's a great book. All right. What's your next show? We're going to move on to number three. So my number three was your number
0: five, which is The Walking Dead. And I also agree with seasons one through six. We already kind of talked about it, so I'm not going to go in too much. But other than I love this comic book, I think, you know, it, it's it's so well done with the with Robert Kirkman uh, writing and it was what, you know, what reading The Walking Dead is what got me into Invincible because I was like, I love the seeing this. I want to see his take on superheroes and and we all know how much we both love invincible so um re- uh, read invincible if you haven't or go listen to the um, do it uh, the invincible episode that we did um but walking dead is great it's it's this great concept of like what if it what if you're in the zombie apocalypse and it just keeps going and i think adapting it into a show and having these characters that you honestly like you said it changes from the original material. So there was a lot of stuff, even from the first season, I was like, Oh, that's different. Oh no, the, no one is safe. Like, <laughs> uh, And and there was a genuine tension that from week to week, you're just like, no, 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 please <laughs> no, don't do that. You know, but you kind of were rooting for people and, and uh, it was bated breath sometimes just to see what was going to happen. It, it was a, it was definitely a great show. I love performances. I think, introducing some of the some of the stars of that show. And they they you know, just it's really cool to see certain characters shine and new characters like Daryl and Carol and things like that. Um, now Carol was in the comic, but she lives a whole lot longer in the TV show. Yeah,
1: her character um, is completely different than the comic. And
0: I am. Mean, yeah, way different. Yeah, completely yeah. different. Seeing adaptations of some of these characters, but just also seeing what they can do. And so I think initially, and even little bits and pieces after the sixth season, because um, my wife kept on watching it and I would jump in every once in a while, kind of see. It, and I was like, well, uh, you know, but it was kind of neat to see, like, kind of what they did with it. So in some ways, in some ways. So I think it's hard to ignore the cultural impact. And obviously, I mean, it has like, what, four spinoffs and like it, it's keeping the zombie genre Alive (laughs) in some ways where it uh, it's hard to ignore, you know, I mean, you're you're going to have some sort of Walking Dead in your life in some way or something that's inspired by The Walking Dead for years and years and years to come. So um, it's definitely a TV show that will be remembered, whether it's whether you like it or not.
1: (laughs) Well, I've already said my piece on Walking Dead, so I'm going to move to my number three, Peacemaker Uh, Transition podcasting transition Mm -hmm. um i love peacemaker john cena is far too good in this show uh james gunn taking home of the series is absolutely brilliant the writing is so well done what really shines is the chemistry between all of the actors in the series the ensemble cast is brilliant you have so much like improvisation going on in scenes and you can go online and see the like the uh, bloopers and just see how long certain scenes went for of them just riffing off of one another and it is hilarious. So the stuff we get in the show is brilliant, but the stuff in the bloopers like had me crying. It was so funny. <laughs> what what really drew me into the show was that you get this uh, character that is so dynamic in peacemaker which you I did not expect having watched The Suicide Squad. You see him as a very one, not one note type character, because I think he does well in that show too, or in, in that film. But you get so much depth for this character in this season and learning about his father and the way, the reasons for why he is the way he is. And you kind of become this like reluctant fan of Peacemaker and you want him to do the right thing because you want him to be someone you can root for, but he still does things that aren't the greatest at times. But again, it's another show that dives into the weirdness that comics can be having. Uh, I won't say I won't go into details because I'm sure there's a lot of people that might still not have watched the show. But it, it just gets very strange, but at the same time, grounded in very human moments, which uh, they, there's so much emotion drawn out and John Cena crushes it. He absolutely crushes the show. Um and he he goes 100 percent. You can tell he was dedicated and he put in the work and he he came out shining. It was great. I should yeah. not care about Peacemaker, but it's <laughs> a third favorite live action comic book show like of all time.
0: Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's definitely like we, we talked about this, I think, uh, on a previous episode for some reason. And and um, uh it was it definitely it, i i definitely like peacemaker i i think i didn't put it on my list because uh it was like as there was only like a few comics maybe that that it was initially based on you know kind of that the character um i think was was you know taken from the peacemaker character but he didn't really have like a, a seminal like peacemaker run or something like that he's kind of like little bits and pieces but i mean that's i don't know it's a great show like it's it's a fantastic show and i think what they did is is a good indication of things to come from james gunn and i'm mm-hmm. curious to see that so the intro alone should have made it on your list chris the intro <laughs> is amazing it's a great opening sequence for sure yeah well let's move on uh to number two so my number two was one of your honorable mentions, which is WandaVision. Um, I put WandaVision as my number two because, and this was so hard because I I didn't see the show come. I mean, I knew it was coming, but I didn't know what it was going to be about. It was very odd marketing. I was like, okay, something with retro something. And I thought this was so incredibly creative and out there, but I love the TV parody thing and how they kind of jumped from funny to serious to heart-wrenching to sci-fi. And I thought it was just really creative. And it definitely was one of those shows in its short run that got people talking and they were like, what does this mean? (laughs) And I also liked that it didn't focus on the superhero aspect of things until maybe like towards the end or little bits and pieces here, but it was really just really about the characters and their relationship and just how much Wanda was fighting for her life, like her family. Like, I just want to hold on to this. And it tells a lot about grief and, and loss and and regret and denial. And um, it's I thought it was just from a from a storytelling standpoint, like really, really, really interesting. I mean, and so well done. And Elizabeth Olsen
1: knocks it out of the park. I mean, she she's amazing. Yeah, She's an incredible talent. If you if you go online, you can watch side by sides of her and the character that she is uh, acting as like based on which period of time in television. And her mannerisms are so unbelievably close to each one of those characters. It is eerie how good she is. But yeah, Elizabeth Olsen crushed it. She did so good with the series.
0: Yeah, I I just thought it it captured Wanda's you know reality altering powers so well i was like well such a good concept and i kind of hope it's just one season like i hope it's like that's it right like that that's the thing that's the story and i like that it was just nicely incorporated i like vision sort of dealing with like i shouldn't be here um i like the introduction of monica rambeau and and uh even even freaking darcy comes back and she's not super annoying she like does something you know like these characters that uh are really great uh agent agent Wu, like he comes back with doing the magic that he learned yeah it's it's, it's it's so I just some of these characters are great uh and agatha harkness like is um katherine Hahn is uh, amazing yeah. in this uh what what a great character and you know just she goes from this campy side character to like aha you know i'm I'm actually the
1: witch but um i mean if you get if you get katherine Hahn in something she's gonna be a big player yeah. and her show that's eventually going to be coming out people are curious if it is going to be a direct sequel because mm-hmm. so that uh disney can like promote wandavision as being that limited series so it can get those nominations and awards and all that stuff but if they just make another show that's like sideways to (laughs) like right next to it and have all the same characters but it's called something else yeah i'm yeah i'm I'm very interested in what they're going to do with that it's going to tap
0: into more like witch characters and supernatural kind of characters and maybe even they're trying to bring back Wanda from somewhere or from death or who knows? I mean, cause she's done it before. So she has to put together another coven and, and uh, I, I, we're definitely going to see Wanda again at some point I, I, in some way, shape or form. We're going to see it's It's, she's too good not to, not to come back. So no, um, that's back. my, that's my number two.
1: My number two is Netflix's daredevil. Charlie Cox understands Matt Murdock so well. This world that they built gritty grounded uh gave us so many moments that were will forever be some of the best comic book adaptations we will ever see the yeah. hallway scene mm. in in that first season yeah. where he's still in the black suit oh my gosh it's so good. <laughs> Every time yeah. I think of that scene, I also think of the scene from Rogue One with Darth Vader just mowing yeah. down people in that hallway. <laughs> Those two scenes are like equivalent yeah. for me. So I love, love them both Boom. so to good. To tell. But all of the like you, fo- you're Foggy Nelson and and realizing that that kid is uh, uh, Fuller from from Mighty Ducks. That was unbelievable. My mind was blown <laughs> when I realized that. Uh, but the, like the cast, I loved getting to learn more about having a uh, stick around showing the history with Matt Murdock. They, they just dive into his, like this character. And then you also have Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin, mm-hmm. one of the greatest villains that you will ever see in a comic book adaptation. Someone that literally enveloped this character to the core to where you could have him be soft and, and, showing kindness and then and then uh decapitating someone with a car door. Uh <laughs> it gets dark, but it, gets real it dark. is real dark. Yeah. Brilliant. I love it and I'm very hopeful that the Disney Plus adaptation for it will keep like that kind of energy going of how much yeah. we love this character. But it will be I'm sure quite different, but I'm hopeful. But at least we have this we have netflix's daredevil that also introduced like john bernthal's punisher and i feel horrible because i don't know the actress's name but this version of electro was fantastic Mm -hmm. um but so good i love daredevil
0: yeah so i'll just go ahead and throw out daredevil is my number one um and for all the reasons you've said and 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 many more i thought this this was one of those shows that i watched it and i'm like i gotta read these comics like mm. I, this is an amazing character i have not been reading enough of and if the comics are anything like this they it's it was so so good to just watch some of these adaptations or so, some of these storylines and characters even even this the side characters uh karen and foggy and um uh Ben Ulrich and um, what they did with Bullseye in in the third season. I really liked, I liked his transition to Bullseye and, and what they did with it um, was, was amazing. Um, The stuff with, so the the prison prison fight, fight, the prison fight in season three, I think it is almost uh, better than the hallway scene fight because it just <laughs> keeps going. It's just like, you know, it's like, Hey, take this guy out. He's, he's meant to die here. Like somebody gave the order. Right. And it's just like, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> and he's, he's just fighting, fighting, fighting and wave after wave after wave of, of, you know, goons is coming out. It's just, it reminds me of a Frank Miller comic, just like, Oh my gosh, what is this? You know? um, Cause who worked on daredevil and, yeah, it was amazing. I mean, season two was really cool and different with Punisher and um, Night Nurse, Rosario Dawson was in season one. And it just introduces a lot of really fun, interesting characters. But but also telling a story of somebody with um, with an accessibility need and how they can overcome that and and use it to their advantage and use it to their, you know, they, they kind of go beyond expectations of what people think because there's a lot of that... Do th- they think Matt Murdoch is like, uh oh, you know he's not gonna be a threat or they're they're very surprised and I think it's that's kind of one of Daredevil's advantages is people underestimate him and he's constantly like, don't underestimate me <laughs> like i'm I'm gonna take you down, you know, um taking pro bono cases and everything and I agree with you i I am super excited. I thought he was it was so exciting to see him in she hulk It was great to see. Vincent D'Onofrio, Kingpin, come back in Hawkeye. Everybody's just hyped on both of them coming back, and hopefully, you know, some of these other characters and new characters that we'll see, and some of the Daredevil mythos coming back in some way. So I, I'm super excited that this. one of the best decisions that they have made is keeping those actors and those characters as great. So yeah, Daredevil, my top live action adaptation.
1: Yeah. And they have faith in it because the first ever 18 episode it's Disney crazy. Plus series, 18, mm-hmm. a true season. I'm yeah. so excited. That's like, that's like almost two seasons of what they did on Netflix, but it's, so it, it's, it's really cool. They got a lot to to tell and I feel like Daredevil is going to be where they build the um, like heroes for hire, like the ground level heroes. This is where it's going to be happening yeah. for the MCU. And I can't wait to see what they do. My number one will not be a surprise because we talked about it earlier. And that's the boys. Uh, I've been very vocal about how I'm not the biggest fan of the comic. It gets too <laughs> dark for this me. This is ironic because uh, you don't yeah. like the cop or you, it, the comic m- makes you feel uncomfortable. The comic makes me feel gross there. Yeah. There's, there's like no it's like, hope. Ugh. In that entire series, it's just gross. And there's times but where... the show is so good. <laughs> the show is phenomenal. And yeah. I think that's why it it kind of jumps to the, my number one. Because I am so meh on the comic that it took the source material and, in my opinion, elevated it. And I don't say that about like any other medium. I've never watched an yeah. adaptation and thought, wow, that's much better than the comic. But I do with this. Mm-hmm. And... I, and I f- almost feel bad for saying that because I want to be so positive about source material and yeah. comic book creators. But I, I, when I feel meh for one thing, or just no, gross, from, but then I love the adaptation, I have to say, I, like, I have to be honest. And the show does such a great job. Again, incredible ensemble cast. And you get these characters that are so unbelievably flawed. And trying to do what they think is right, and going to lengths that are um, questionable or just straight over the line. Uh, I'm gonna say and, vile. Oh <laughs> just, yeah, 100% just straight up vile. vile. Like, ugh, God. <laughs> the the humor is yeah. brilliant. It's so on point. Carl Urban's Billy Butcher is one of the most captivating characters to watch on screen mm-hmm. because you don't really know what he's going to do next. And that is thrilling. You have uh, Anthony star as Homelander who I cannot for the life of me, understand how they continuously make this character scarier every single season. He gets worse and you do not think he can. Yeah. It, it's terrifying. What they did in season three is, is bringing everyone's greatest fear of, people openly being horrible and then still having followers. I wonder what that's like in the world, Mm -hmm. but oh my gosh, it is so scary. And with the addition of Jensen Ackles in the third season, brilliant. And then we're getting Jeffrey Dean Morgan coming on in the next season, which was announced. And I cannot wait for that because he's another phenomenal actor, but the show also on top of having a great cast, great humor, solid writing, the visuals are next level. The the CGI that they do in the show is potentially some of the best I've seen in anything, period. Everything looks so real. When someone gets lasered in half, it looks real. And <laughs> that is horrifying. Uh but it does the comedy the right way. It does the like the drama so well. And it keeps you on your toes. And I cannot wait to see where they go with this series because they are changing quite a few things from the comics, which I appreciate. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So the boys, I'm all in. I love it. If you have not watched the show, do it. If you haven't read the comic, watch the show.
0: Yeah. I think it's, you know, we, we, we love invincible so much and the boys takes a lot of the same liberties as invincible does where it's making up its own mythos and taking a lot of these trope kind of, Heroes, some, you know, the, the super powered guy that flies and you you know, epic, um, uh, you know, uh, kind of Greek based heroine and somebody that's new and somebody that's mysterious and dark. And a lot of these tropes that you, know, you have the same thing in invincible invincible also is incredibly bloody and, and violent and everything, but the boys takes it further into a, these people are awful people, right? <laughs> like it's, it's They're so bad. It's so bad and um, to the point where you're like, I don't I, I want to root for the not the superheroes, which I, which is kind of, you know, usually you can have at least a few superheroes you can root for. And and maybe you can make that argument for Starlight or, or for some of the heroes that you're like, oh, maybe they'll come around. But it's it's funny to watch just how awful some of these people are, like every single one of them, just say, basically saying powers make you um culpable to you know it goes to your head and it and it can uh it's it's a bad thing and it but it's believable in the sense that like if this was real if it was real if this insanity was real uh you can be like yeah i could see that i could see how that would be terrifying if somebody had that kind of power and they would just be like nope <laughs> you know, like i'm gonna laser you in half um yeah it's I think it's so good because it's so
1: out there and wacky. Yep. It, it does a great job of just going to the extreme, but Mm -hmm. just writing that line of somewhat grounded, like it's grounded in thought, but the visuals and what's presented is just the extreme. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, look this this list was really hard um there's so many shows that I loved that I would have loved to include on here Miss Marvel Hawkeye the original flash from the eighties you know I, I have little special things in my heart for because I don't know I' just like oh this is cool and John Wesley ship and 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 uh it's a Danny Elfman theme and the tick, you know, like the original tick, as bad as it was, like there was just <laughs> stupid things like that. Greatest American hero I almost put on there but was like, oh, it's not a comic. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to choose from. There's tons of stuff. I mean, like, I think we both like Titans and it's like, uh, do we put uh, do do we like Titan,
1: Titans is like, no, I It's Titans like would, guilty pleasure. It, it is, know? but it would it would never get close to this list. ever. Yeah, I like I enjoy I like. It's it's also done that thing where it dropped off for me. Yeah, time. definitely <laughs> dropped off.
0: There's there's parts I'm like eh, I don't know, um, but yeah. So there's a lot to choose from. So uh, do you agree with our picks? Do you disagree? What would you put in your top five live action comic book adaptations? Uh, for TV shows? We want to know. So let us know on Instagram or Twitter at CBKCast. Uh, let us know what your top five live action TV show adaptations would be. Um, we will comment and, and let let you know if we think that's a good choice or if we're like, I don't know, I don't see that. Uh, but, but most of the time, it, you know, it, I, I love how arguments can be made for why a show is so important or, or why it's great for a lot of people and yeah let us know what what you think your picks would be for live action and if there's any other kind of top fives that you'd like us to talk about or see in this kind of same vein um, let us know on on social media as well so it's time to close the book on our top five live action comic book shows so until next time this is chris and this is lance reminding you to keep your friends
1: close but your comic books closer